You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gumtown Podcast, episode 34. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Before we bring on today's guest, we got something to talk about, good people. Talking about personal development on today. In case you all didn't know, I'm real big on personal development. I love enhancing my skill set and adding to my skill set. And one of the best ways for me to do that is through reading books. I also listen to educational podcasts as well as watch YouTube videos, but my favorite avenue of personal development is books. Right now, I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I read this book a couple of years ago, and I applied some of the principles, but I'm rereading it, and I'm going to actually implement most of everything that's in the book, because that's really what personal development is all about, man. It's really about just filling your potential, assessing where you are, and getting to your maximum potential, and you definitely have to implement the things that you read. I know a lot of people read and never apply. For me, I've been big on reading, learning, personally developing, and also implementing those tools and tactics that come in these books. I just finished reading What Makes the Great Great by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. It was a great book, game changer. Man, so many principles, so many gems in that book. I highly recommend it. So yeah, if you're on your personal development journey, you're looking for two good books to read, I can tell you right now, Atomic Habits and as well as What Makes the Great Great. Those are two books I would recommend. All right, that's all we got to talk about, good people. On with today's show. Today's guest, we'll be chopping it up with the co-founder and co-owner of Good Service First Do-It-Yourself Garage, Anthony Sharp, as well as his business associate, Darnell Fellows. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure you all will be inspired by this story. Let's give a warm Gumtown round of applause for these gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen, how's it going? All right, everything's going good today. Pretty good. Great Saturday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. First things first, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me for a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we today, we're here to talk about good service first, do it yourself garage. But before we go there, let's get to know the man behind the brand first. Anthony, what's your story? Okay. Um, right now, um, I'm 45 years old. I'm married. Um, I have a seven-year-old, so, you know, he keeps me busy, a seven-year-old son. Um, but most of my background really came from manufacturing. Um, I've been in manufacturing since 2007, um, but I always had a passion for cars. Um, I was working on cars even when I graduated high school, so I always loved cars. And that's actually how I ended up going into the manufacturing field. Um, like I said, started there and and then I went into the management side of manufacturing, been in management since about 2010. And, and now it's all about, you know, how can I combine what I'm doing with my job and also my passion of cars. And that's how we end up coming to good service first, do it yourself garage. That's how this idea end up combining. Nice, nice. So this is something that you are already passionate about. You just decided to turn into a business. Yes, yes, yes. Cause like I said, I started noticing the, by me being in the manufacturing field, I started noticing the lack of the mechanical skills that was coming into the workforce these days. I mean, um, right now I'm working with a, um, I started in aerospace. Um, I also worked in um, automotive manufacturing, but now I'm currently in the medical field manufacturing. Um, and I know 
day on day to day how hard it is to find skilled labor. Um, so like I say, well, that's one of my passions of how can I bring back the skilled labor back? How can I make it more interesting? And that's where the good service, the do-it-yourself garage uh, concepts start coming from and the ideas start coming from on how can I make an impact, you know, with the mechanical skills. Good stuff. Good stuff. Darnell, business associate of Good Service First, do-it-yourself garage. What's your story? Yes, yes. So, well, my background is uh, IT and electronics. So I've been working in uh, IT and electronics for the last 15 years. But um, how I got involved with Good Service was uh, guys contacted me about a year, year and a half ago, and um, they presented the opportunity to me. And for me, it was a no-brainer. I say um, for myself, I am an automotive enthusiast. I love working on vehicles. Um, but my pain point was a few years ago when I was working on vehicles, um, I didn't have a garage to work in. So I'm out with my vehicle jacked up, working under the vehicle. Um, they say it's a day where I didn't check the weather to ensure that it wasn't going to rain and getting caught out in the middle of the rain, trying to scramble, get my tools so the guys presented an opportunity to me um whereas in you would have a roof over your head you would have tools supplied you would have a lift to lift the vehicle and um a, a safe place to work in and out and as i stated before i said this was a no-brainer so i joined the team and um i've been working with them for the past year and a half to potentially see this business get launched off and uh, provide, you know, this opportunity to others for they have a facility to work in. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, that's, that's a um, great story from both of you gentlemen and definitely excited to hear more about what's going on with good service first. So Anthony, if you would just tell me all what services going to be products and services going to be provided by the company. Okay. So like I say, the, um, we're bringing a DIY garage concept um, to Montgomery. Um, this concept has really been big over in the West Coast and Texas is really big. So the, dual, the, the DIY garage concept is where as the average person or either the side tree mechanic or somebody who just like working on the car on the side, they can come to our facility and we will be able to supply them with the tools needed, the parts and the lifts. Um, so, so instead of somebody having to crawl up on the car, you know, like you say, trying to jack your car up, we'll have lifts um, where you'll be able to lift the car up in the air and be able to work on your car. Um, even if the, somebody just needs help on working on the cars, um, we'll have a mechanic on hand um, that will be able to assist you if you're, if you're not just that familiar with working on the cars yourself. Um, then so also we're going to offer service where if the customer doesn't want to work on the car at all, but we want to just help them save some money, uh, we will just charge them for labor hours. Um, so they will be able to purchase the part themselves, bring the parts to us, and we will charge them just the labor hours for installing the parts. Um, one other thing, we're going to bring in a different concept um, to Montgomery and to the DIY garage. Um, also, we're going to be bringing the customization side to it as well. Um, we're going to offer, we're going to have a dyno machine. Uh, we're going to have the inflatable paint booth. Um, so to so allow people to do also customization side, not just uh, have the tools to work on their cars, but also, hey, if they want to do some high performance upgrades or anything like that, or any small body work. Like I said, we'll have the inflatable paint booth for that. Um, like I say, our services will start off um, for the basic um, bay rental and tools will be $29.99 an hour. And then based on what services you may want, 
uh, the prices go up from there. Um, but like I say, um, that is the main thing. It's really all about um, giving you the skills to be able to do it yourself. Um, we'll also be doing classes um, on our basic mechanical skill classes um, where we're teaching the average customer how to do um, brake changes, tune-ups, oil changes, just your basic maintenance. We'll also have classes on that, just trying to empower people. So, so like, I say, it's, like I say, it's all about bringing the, bringing the average person wanting to use their hands again and just becoming more mechanical skills and just giving them the confidence that, hey, I can work on my car itself. You know, right now with COVID and the rising um, shot rate, the rising shot rate is really getting high. Um, the average shot rate is over $105 an hour now for the um, average shot. And then when they um, charge you extra on your parts, hey, it gets really expensive when you're taking your car to the dealership to try to get it worked on. So we're really trying to help save the community, community money and empower them by having them the confidence to work on their cars. Wow. That's a great concept. That's a great concept. And I knew it was something when I was reading the backstory um, on the company, I knew it was something that I wasn't familiar with in Alabama or Montgomery, let alone. Yeah, yeah. And I see why, because you're actually bringing this to the city. And that's so awesome, man, that the fact that you're bringing something new and innovative to the city, because quite frankly, well, let me ask you this. Are both of you all from Montgomery? Yes, 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 yes. I, I'm actually from Montgomery. I graduated from Lee High School, so yes. Um, okay. So much for Montgomery. Yes. And Darnell. So, so I'm not. Can, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm not um, from Montgomery, but um, I actually live in Prattville. But um, you know, I went to college in Montgomery. But um, I work in Montgomery. I'm in the surrounding area. So, um, but that's kind of how we uh, hooked up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and the reason why I asked that is because I um, I commend you. Anthony, for bringing this new concept to the gump. I say that I've been here all my life, and a lot of times we get caught up in this whole notion of, man, Montgomery born, there's nothing to do here, it's nothing to, it's, but a lot of times it takes people like yourself to go out there and say, hmm, this concept is missing. Let me fill this gap. Let me fill this void. So yeah, I just want to commend you for actually taking that initiative, because that's what it, in my opinion, that's what it really takes to make it in Montgomery. You got to have some initiative, you know? Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't have to. And like I say, um, by me, um, like I said, my success being in the manuf- uh, being in the manufacturing field, you know, coming um, in my position as a manager, you know, and I really believe that the mechanical skills that I um, gained from working on the cars enabled me to push forward to, you know, uh, you know, go to school, go to go to the next training in manufacturing to, get, you know, get to where I am, you know, but I truly feel the mechanical skills gave me the passion just to get to that side. And, um, you know, if I have the ability to, you know, inspire other people to give them confidence to maybe to do, you know, especially right now with Hyundai here, and we have a lot of manufacturing companies um, in Montgomery, you know, we have the opportunity to, hey, to, hey, to maybe help build the workforce to be able to, you know, f- fulfill some of these jobs that's out there and help people find jobs in a field that they didn't know that, you know, that will be very interesting for them, you know, so yes. Yes, sir. No, that's great stuff. That's awesome. So let's transition right into the next portion. Whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform like yourself, I like to cover three things. I like to talk about the aha moment, action, and, and audacity. Sounds like you gained your love and your passion from mechanic, for mechanic work. You already had that love and passion. So what was that aha moment that sparked the idea to turn this into a business? Can you talk about that? The aha moment um, for me would be, um, so I always had a love for a car, so I'm a Mustang guy. 
Um, okay. I had a, uh, I started with a 67 Mustang. I went with 91 Mustang. I ended up having a 97 Mustang. Then I had to have a 2002 Mustang. And then I bought my 2014 Mustang uh, in, in 2014, brand new, you know. Okay. So, but then once I realized when I started trying to work with my 2014 Mustang, the tools that I needed to work with my 2002 <laughs> and 97, those two who weren't able to, he wasn't able to work with my 2014 now, you know, because um, on your newer car, you know, when you start adding uh, high performance stuff, now you got to tune your computer. Um, and then it really showed me something when I had to upgrade my transmission and I had to take the actual wire harness plug off and you had to get a special wrench, like and this wrench cost me seven, eight dollars, you know. And um, so then I started realizing, I started talking to other friends who I had a friend of mine, he has a charger. And then I said, another guy who had a challenge, you know, and they started telling me, man, I had to get this. I'm going to have to try this program to do this. And I started realizing, hey, we're all going through the same thing that, and of course, you know, like Donnell said, have to jack the car up, take your, take your 20 minutes to jack your car up, you know. <laughs> right. But, um, but, but then I started realizing that everybody didn't have the tools. Um, then, as, then my dad, then I started working on my wife's car. Um, she has a newer model BMW. And, oh, my Lord, we want to talk about the special tools <laughs> I have to buy. You know, because I know how to work on cars. Like I say, I started off, um, I went to school um, to work on cars when I first graduated high school. Then I went over to college. But, like I say, um, so I, I could work on cars. So, you know, but like I say, the tools, it wasn't that I didn't have the skills. It, it was how much money I was spending on tools. And that's when I started realizing, like, hey, everybody has this problem. Um, then um, they had this concept over at Maxwell Air Force Base. Um, before um, 9-11 and all that kind of stuff happened. But they had it where the um, the base people could use, um, they, they had their own services over there, the same similar concept. But like I said, but once things change, change, you know, they end up getting rid of getting rid of it off the base. But like I said, but when I started working on parts myself and I started saying my friends were going through the same thing, everybody was having to spend money on all these tools. I was like, hey, I could really help people, you know, far save money just by, just by doing uh, working on cars out of you know and offering these services, and then like I said, then from there um, I started noticing on how, how can I make it, how can I make it more impactful to my community, just not by saving them money on working on cars, but how can I do something even more different? And that's when I started thinking of the concept of offering classes, you know, to really try to give back. You know, it's not all about just let's just making money, but also how can we give back? So that's I wanted to add the two things together. You know, trying to make, trying to make up, you know, living, but also giving back at the same time. So, this idea just, like I say, everything just start coming together. Yeah. Great, great, man. That's some powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. So, from the time you had the idea, let's move up to the action portion. How long did it take you to come up with the name, and what inspired the name, and how long did it take you to get into the action mode of creating the business and the logo and all that good stuff? Ooh, ooh, ooh. So we really been, uh, like I said, Donnell said, really about a year ago. Like I said, I had started the idea about two years ago. Um, but then once we started trying to put it to action, uh, like I said, we start. Uh, we actually went out for the uh, lunch pad Alabama. Um, it was just a little startup campaign thing. I just just put the idea out there. They, they, they take ideas from startup companies. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we just put it out there and just see how it was going to be. You know, it was our big applicants. Um, come to find out, we ended up getting in the top seven. So that was pretty good. And from there, I was like, hey, we really do have a good idea. Let's just go ahead and push forward. Um, the name actually came from my family name. Um, it used to, we used to be, my family has a, a name, used to be Good Service Cab. And, um, and it, we used to always talk about the first thing my uncle used to talk about who owned the cab company was um, good service. He was always talking about, you got to be nice to your customers. You got to have, 
you know, you got to be talk to your customer. Your, your customer have to be part of your family. So, and then, you know, and that's when we talk about, huh, good service first, because that's one thing we're still going to be sticking to is the customer is going to always be first. And we're going to be training our employees on what is good service first. Um, and then one thing we often say sometimes is that um, if you look at good service first and you take one of the O's out, and it'll really represent what we're trying to do, you know? Nice. Um, and <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So um, and then, you know, like I say, good service first, and it's nine speaks for itself, good service first, you know? Uh, so like I say, uh, like I say, things just start coming together. Um, my other um, co-founder, um, now he has a background in engineering, and he was like, hey, this really is a good opportunity as well. And he really tied that nail in. And like I say, from there, um, we also got some, um, some also some counselors, some people who are longtime um, members of the um, business community in Montgomery that's giving us some advice. So they started just, hey, this really could be a good idea. And we just kept pushing things forward, you know? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I asked that question. I'm always curious how long does it take someone to get from actually coming up with an idea and actually getting started? Because a lot of times, a lot of people don't get started on ideas, overthinking, procrastination, afraid. It might not work, but hey, you took the idea and you actually put some action behind it and now it's coming to fruition, which leads to my last portion of audacity. Let me tell you, it takes courage and audacity to step out there, not only in any endeavor, but the fact that you're bringing something new to Montgomery. I'm curious to know who or what gave you the courage, the audacity to actually step out there and start this? Oh, well, I have to say, you know, you got to say it from, from my father above, first of all, you know, um, just believing that, hey, um, it's all about having a vision or a purpose, you know, and like I said, the older I get, I start realizing, you know, um, it's not about, you know, I've been successful in manufacturing, you know, I've been very successful, able to, you know, supply for my family, have a good living, you know, like, like I said, you can just work and just get your 401k and retire, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm be honest, you know. But the older I start getting is all about how, how can you make something, how can you make the world better before you leave, you know? And that's what really gave me the passion to say, hey, I always had a passion for cars. You know, I always had a passion and love for cars. And I started thinking about, hey, how can I make, a, how can I add my success right now in manufacturing and add my passion together? And I truly believe that once you add your passion and, and, you, and you have a vision to be able to put those things together, I mean, you know, your father said, hey, he gave you this vision. If he gave you the vision, you can achieve it. You know, the only thing you got to do is believe in yourself. So that, that's where my strength and my passion and, you know, and this vision came from, from my father. So, you know, I have to, you know, I have to push forward, you know, and believe that, hey, you know, it's not just all about me, me coming here and me just making success for myself, but how can I make a difference, you know? And, and that's why all this push came from. Hey, I love to hear that talk. You talk about that generational wealth, talking about leaving something behind for your kids and their kids. Yeah. And mm-hmm. That's something we don't talk about enough in the black community, man. So yeah. I, um, and I always ask that question because I'm always just curious, like what pushes somebody to want to wanna do that? Like you said, you get your courage and audacity from God, which is all you really need. Mm-hmm. Get out here and, and make things happen. And uh, now nah, that's some great stuff. So mm-hmm. Darnell, I want to ask you, man, because you actually saw this you believed in it. You put your money behind it. Who, in terms of, I know you say you have a love for mechanic work and things of that nature. Coming up, did you ever think you was going to go into business for yourself? Or what What really got you, outside of just believing in the vision, man? Like, did you just grow up one one day wanting to own your own shop or invest in a 
mechanic shop and anything like that? So, and that's, I, I like that question. So initially, um, and I, I'll give a perspective from my upbringing. Um, when I was raised, I was raised not to, it wasn't that we had ownership in our own businesses, but to one, you know, finish high school first, mm-hmm. uh, go to college. Or definitely after you uh, finish high school, you're going to get a job. So, but, you know, I finished college and, you know, my, my idea was to, you know, establish myself, get a good, you know, get a good job, establish myself in a career and progress from there. But what I started noticing was that I had a skill set and that skill set could also turn me into having ownership and establishing other businesses, you know, for myself. And, you know, when I met Anthony, I knew Quint, me and him went to school together. And when Quint contacted me, he told me about this opportunity. I wanted to be a part of it so much because for one, as I stated, you know, ever since I was probably in my teens, I've been, you know, working with vehicles, um, also integrating with electronics. I used to do electronic installs in vehicles. And, and from there, you know, with him giving me, with him presenting that opportunity, it made me want to be a part of the team, you know, so much because I saw the potential and I saw the value in it. And I saw, you know, what they could bring to this area, to the community and how much it would empower the, the community into working on their own vehicles. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much my, my backstory from it. And, um, I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of the team. Yes, sir. That's some powerful stuff, man. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's so refreshing, man, to see, I mean, let's, we can call it what it is, man. It's so refreshing to see brothers investing in other brothers, man, because that's really what we need. That's, I mean, because we have great ideas, we have great potential and we can really, we can really take over the world. We just got it. It just takes capital, man. I mean, Unfortunately, we don't have uh, the advantages of other groups, and we have to. <laughs> y'all, y'all know where I'm getting at, man. Like this, yeah. is just refreshing right. to see us working together, man. <laughs> right. yeah. And so, uh, you know, yeah, and, that, and that's part of the other thing, you know, that we're actually um, doing too to help, um, you know, bring more capital in because you know, ultimately, we're doing a chain of garages, um, so we're actually a corporation. Um, so we're actually an S corporation, you know, um, so we're regulated by the, um, by the FCC and, uh, we're actually going to be selling shares of our company. So we're not only just trying to, um, empower our, um, our, our, our youth, you know, empower our, and our community, but also we're going to be allowing people to have ownership of this company. Uh, cause we're really going, we got some aggressive, we got some aggressive planning where we're uh, going for eight stores in five years. Um, so like I said, we're actually going to be raising capital for our company and, you know, talk to other um, people like us and, you know, starting off with family and friends right now. We know so we've got a lot of capital from them and other people who just believing on us to see this thing, not just start here in Montgomery, but uh, like I say, Montgomery, Birmingham, Huntsville, Memphis, Nashville. Like I said, we're really got some aggressive planning on where we're trying to take this corporation to. Like I said, we're not just trying to start off like, just a single, I mean, we know we're going to be a single store starting out, but we really have some aggressive dreams and, and hopefully we're able to come together as a, like I said, a community and really make some things happen on a, another level, you know? 
Yes, sir. I mean, that's that's really what it's all about. Thinking big, dreaming big, and as a community, we come together, put our funds together, and put our heads together, man. We can make great things shake. So that ties right into my next portion, man. Let's talk about vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals for the business? Um, right now, um, our soft lunch late um, date is on uh, 4th of July. Um, we're looking at we're uh, working on a location right now on Atlanta Highway. Um, um, actually, on the end of Atlanta Highway, um, on the Bama Lanes in close to the autos on them on that side of Atlanta Highway. So that's what we're actually right now. So we're going on that. Um, and like I said, we're going to be doing a soft lunch where you know we can really get a see what does the community want more of. And our Kickstarter campaign, uh, people will be able to buy our services in advance, and um, and we'll be able to. Um, like I say, do that during the soft lunch, really get an idea for what everybody wants. And um, after, after that, uh, like I say, um, then we'll go to full lunch, maybe three months after our um, soft lunch, like I say, which is in July. And after that, you know, next year, um, after we get Montgomery location, you know, all our standard work and all our procedures in place, then we'll be going to the Birmingham location. But like I say, our soft lunch date uh, right now is for um, July. Okay. Okay. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. And the um, in the in terms of well, pretty much I know long term you want to expand out. You want to get to Birmingham, Memphis, as you stated. Yeah. So let's let's expand a little bit more about the classes. So in terms of what what age group are you looking to reach? Like, what's the target audience in terms of the class that you're going to teach? Uh, um, that right there, we're going for our target is going to be 19 to 38. That's going to be our target. But um, like I say, anybody at least had to be 18 or older or or if a company by a door, you know, we may do 14 or older. But like I said, our target is 19 to 38. Um, also, we got some other things that we'll be working on. Uh, we're working on the background as well as far as some um, classes, as far as helping people get ASC mechanics certified. There's some more things that we're working on. Um, but like I said, that, now that'll be for, that'll be an application thing that people have to come in for. But as far as just the free classes, like I say, um, anybody, you know, can be able to sign up and go to these free classes that we'll be offering. Yes. And that's great, man, because I especially the younger generation, like I definitely because it's not pushed so much now. I definitely believe like this is going to be a great thing that you're going to be coming in and teaching them a skill set, teaching them an actual a trade that you might say. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did. the I went the college route, got the degree, got into the IT field. However, learning how to work on cars, uh, whether it be a mechanic or welder or HVAC, like all these kids need to gain a skill, man. We got to get back to that, that trade school thing. Don't get me wrong. College is great, but trade school just as important. So the fact that you offering a free class to teach them a skill set, man, I just want to commend you for that. That's awesome, man. For real. Yeah. And like I say, I'm about me being in the manufacturing field now, like I say, I see the, the welders and, you know, like I say, some people, you know, all kids may can't, cannot go to college, you know, right. um, some, some may not be able to afford to go to like, say the four year college, especially how, how much is everything costing, you know, you know, <laughs> right. you, you right. know, cause uh, you know, you know, we luckily Obama thing came around whatever they would slide in the 10 year thing. You remember Obama did the 10 year thing for us, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so you remember my student loan debt, you know, but, um, but yeah, so so like I say, um, so like I said, all people can't go to college. And now by me being in the manufacturing field and I see how much these welders are getting paid. I mean, these welders are getting paid $35, $40 an hour, you know, and with, with overtime, these guys are hitting six figures overtime, you know. So so like I say, these, you know, people can really make these young guys can really make a nice living at a young age, too. 
you know, they can really make a, a nice living at a young age and really be able to use their manifesto skills and, you know, be able to you know, make, make a life nice living for themselves, you know. Yes, sir. No, man, that's that's great, man. That's powerful stuff. And uh, like I said, just looking forward to seeing that, seeing that come to fruition. So um, let's talk about, let's get to the million dollar question. So I started this podcast. I wanted to share light on the greatness coming out of Montgomery. Whether you're from here, whether you went here for a significant part of your life, like college. Because I wanted to share light on the greatness coming out of the city because my grandma gets a rep for being, you know, but it's a lot of greatness in the city. I just want to know, uh, we'll start with you, Anthony. What is what are some of those values and beliefs that you gained as a child or your upbringing you've been able to carry with you throughout your life? And this, and this allows you to evolve into the entrepreneur that you are now. Uh, really, uh, really my family, um, uh, my family really has a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, my family owned a barber, actually both sides of my family owned barbershop and hair salons growing up. Um, uh, my dad's side was Howard's, um, beauty salon and my mom's side was Dutch's beauty salon. Um, really seeing them, like I said, a couple of times days when my mom was working late and seeing my mom having to work two jobs and my daddy, he, you know, he's working and, you know, and I, I uh, my dad was working down at the shop and seeing them work, you know, and, and that's, that's something that I always seen them work hard. And that was one thing I always had about myself, you know, not missing a day of work, um, giving a, uh, earn honors works job for honors pay, you know? And so I kept that, that drive and that, that same mentality with me. I'm going into my profession and my, my upbringing, just watching my family. Mm. Yes. Nice. Nice. And, and Darnell, since you've been, since you spent a significant part of your time in Montgomery, specifically going to college, what's, um, what impact did those college years have on you in terms of your, your overall evolution as a man and entrepreneur, business associate? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go back a little further than just my college years because okay. um, mainly, I, and I want to give credit to my grandfather because my grandfather raised me. Um, my grandfather, um, he only had an eighth grade education, but he had a business mind um, and a business mindset, you know, that was well beyond his education. And that, that kind of instilled in me, um, you know, how to manage money and, you know, just how, how to take care of family as well. Because, you know, I saw how he raised, you know, raised myself and how he raised, you know, his kids uh, as well. And um, definitely for me, you know, family is a motivation. So when I'm, you know, looking into other opportunities, um, so I, I guess I'll put it into the automotive aspect. I keep my foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. So I set an example for my children and as well. And as you mentioned, you know, before we're trying to establish that generational wealth for our, for our kids, you know, and for, you know, for our family. So I want to set that example for my kids. So not just, you know, when I went to college, which definitely gave me the educational background, which, you know, helped me establish myself, but also my family is my motivation to help me to continue to progress forward. And, um, you know, I hope we're moving forward in, in, in an aggressive direction, as Anthony stated, to get good service first start. I mean, established and we can continue to you know move forward with this opportunity. Yes, sir. Powerful stuff, gentlemen. Powerful stuff. 
So, Anthony, how can the people connect with you? What are your social media handles? Facebook, IG? Oh, yes, we do have an IG, um, Good Service First. Um, that is our IG. Um, we also do have our email, goodservicefirst at gmail.com. Um, so we can be reached right there right now. Um, and like I said, you can reach out to us and we'll be actually doing investment presentations. So if you're actually interested in hearing, on, hearing about that, like I say, on either one of those, good service first um, at Gmail or either good service first on IG. Sounds good. And of course, I'll put all this information in the description of the episode. Hey, gentlemen, thanks again for the conversation. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for it. Thank you as well. Yes, sir. Good people. That concludes another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. We gone, but before we leave, remember, be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.